Hi, I'm Blake Gilman, the Vice President, Director of Post-Acute Care Services at LCS. You're listening to the Healthcare Highwire, the LCS Health Services Division premier podcast that inspires to provide meaningful and pertinent content that gives you an edge in balancing business and healthcare. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoy it. Welcome to Gone Learning, Back in 10, Healthcare Highwire's 10-minute study tool. Welcome to Healthcare Highwire. I am Michelle Kramer, Director of Health and Wellness Programming and Post-Acute Specialist. And I am joined today by our LCS mock surveyor and MDS specialist, Natalie Moore. Hello, Natalie. Hey, Michelle. Thanks for having me. This is the last of four presentations in our series on PDPM quick tips and strategies for success to ensure accurate coding of MDS for PDPM. Today, we will be covering MDS sections M through O. Natalie, would you start us off by talking about some tips and tricks in coding section M? Sure, Michelle. Section M is all about capturing skin conditions and skin care. Let's begin with conditions that fall into the nursing category, specialty care low. So any two stage two pressure ulcers, or you can have one stage two in a combination of a venous or arterial ulcer. You can also have one stage three pressure ulcer, any unstageable pressure ulcers, and then any application of dressings to the feet. Next, we'll move into the conditions for specialty care low that also give you NTA points. So that would be a stage four pressure ulcer, any infection of the foot, diabetic foot ulcers, and any other open lesions on the feet. And lastly, we'll talk about the clinically complex nursing category. So skin conditions that are going to fall into that are open lesions other than ulcers, rashes, cuts with treatment. So for example, a cancer lesion on the skin would fall into that category. And then any surgical wound with surgical wound care treatment. So one of the areas that have been missed in coding section M is the surgical wound with surgical wound care, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. So we want our listeners to ensure that M1200F is coded to take credit for this under the nursing clinical category of clinically complex. So when reviewing the documentation, be sure to code this accurately so we can get credit for that for sure. And we know that they have a surgical wound and if they're receiving a treatment, that's the key. So if they're putting a dressing on, if they're putting medication on, that's a treatment. So we want to take credit for that. Yep. And then removing staples or sutures also counts if it was done within that seven-day look back. And last but not least, burns will get you into the clinically complex nursing category and also get you one NTA point. I know that all those areas are really important, don't you think? Because we really want to hone in on those particular NTA points because that will increase our reimbursement significantly. Yes. So any uh, what we call twofers, <laughs> we really like to pay attention to those. So it's going to get you into a nursing category and it's also going to get you into an NTA. So definitely pay attention to those. That takes us into our next section, which is in medication. So just really quickly, this insulin, the category is going to get you into nursing specialty care high and seven days of insulin injections with two order changes for insulin. 
And just remember here, you're not gonna wanna code sliding scale insulin coverage unless it's like the first order for the sliding scale or an actual order change to the sliding scale. But just increasing or decreasing the dose of insulin via the sliding scale is not gonna count as an actual order change. Oh, that's good to know. Mm -hmm. So in addition to the medication, we're looking at treatments, procedures, and programs. You know, in Section O, there's a lot of areas that are going to impact reimbursement and really identify the care that nursing's providing. So in Section O, 0100, when coding accurately, they are going to tip into whatever nursing category, depending on what area is coded. So if, for instance, you know, the resident's receiving oxygen therapy, or if they're on an IV medication, or if they're on dialysis, those are particular areas that are going to move a resident into a clinical category for nursing. So we want to make sure when we're reviewing the hospital documentation, there's that word again, documentation, right? <laughs> That's our favorite word. Right? Um, we want to make sure we capture those on the MDS because we're providing the treatment, we're providing that care, we want to take credit for it. So Natalie, one thing that we always get questions for is isolation. How do we get credit and be able to code isolation? Now that's a great question. So you're going to code single room isolation only when all of these following conditions are met. First, we have to have an active infection that has been deemed highly transmissible and then secondly, the precautions have to be above and beyond standard precautions. And then the resident must remain in the room alone and they cannot have a roommate. And then lastly, the resident must remain in that room and all their services must be brought to the room. For example, all therapies, all activities, dining room, meals, everything has to be brought into the room and then you have to remember, you have to document that they remained in their room and that all of those services were brought in. I know that documentation, that's the big thing because we have to make sure when they go back to the documentation that it states that, that the resident required isolation in order to code it on MDS. Yep, absolutely. So we have to have supportive documentation that all four of those things occurred. Great. Thank you. That was uh, very well said because it is confusing even to me, you know, to make sure I've got all things in place, all four aspects in place. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Natalie, I know that there's additional areas in Section O that we want to make sure that we touch base on, right? So we've got the special treatments and procedures and programs like therapy, so speech, OT, and physical therapy. We want to make sure that we're accurately recording their uh, minutes, their modes of treatment, their start and end dates, and distinct days of therapy interventions. This section also documents any respiratory therapy that is received, psychological therapy, restorative nursing programs. And the other thing that's um, identified in this section is the physician exams and the physician order days as appropriate. So I know CMS is monitoring the therapy treatment minutes totals to ensure that the resident is receiving what they need in comparison to their optimal status and if they've had some positive outcomes. So they're going to be auditing and making sure that the resident is receiving the care that they need. So what are some things that we want everybody to remember? 
I would say documentation, documentation, documentation. <laughs> but all seriousness, what is really important, I just want to reiterate, is that the PPS system was designed to reimburse communities for all services rendered. So CMS understands that the more complex a resident is, the more time and staff it takes to properly take care of that resident. So we're all on the same team here, and it is imperative that you have access to the resident's full history of medical record as it pertains to their current subacute care stay. So just please, please continue to educate your teams on the importance of documentation and how to ensure that documentation supports what is trying to be coded on the MDS. So again, I can't reiterate this enough. This is a team effort and it's gonna take the collaboration of your entire team to be successful under PDPM. I agree, and that entire team needs to really review the hospital documentation, the physician documentation, any medications to ensure we are coding, coding, and coding all of the active medical diagnoses, identifying the most appropriate principal medical diagnosis, and coding all of the NTAs and SLP comorbidities on that MDS to increase our reimbursement and take credit for all the care that we're providing our residents. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. Well, I want to thank you, Natalie, for your assistance and, and really talking with me about some of the quick tips and tricks that we can provide our communities so that they are successful in coding the MDS and in their documentation. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. I hope this was helpful to you guys. And please feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions and continue to do those PDPM huddles. Yes. And thank you for joining us today on Healthcare Highwire. This completes our series on the PDPM MDS quick tips and success strategies for completion of MDS sections for PDPM. Thanks for joining us on Gone Learning. See you next time. Legal disclaimer, Life Care Services LLC is not engaged in rendering legal advice. Therefore, any information provided in this podcast, although intended to be correct, is also not intended to replace or supersede the advice of your legal counsel. Also, thank you to Ben Sounds for the music provided in this podcast. Music